This is episode number 18 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. everybody. Welcome to episode number 18 of High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. On this episode, we got a special treat. Um, as you know, we like to kind of bring you information from some of the, the best leaders in the world, and we have a special guest host, Toby Martini. Yes, that is his actual real name. Toby is a specialist in helping groups and teams add more fun to their team culture. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun with him. He's he, he's going to show you a secret that that um, he kind of learned from some of the funniest people in the world, like Tina Fey and some of those folks. And and he and he's going to show you how he uses that in the business world to help people create fun at work. So here's Toby Martini. Hey there, this is Toby Martini with the Leaders Institute. My specialty is helping professional leaders in industries like banking and finance build more of a team culture and increase creativity and leadership within your teams. On this video, I'm gonna share a secret that Tina Fey and Jim Carrey use to get their creative juices flowing that you can use in the office to increase the creativity and communications of your team. How you can improve your conversation skills and become a more creative problem solver. For many in business, it can be hard to get your teams to communicate both their needs and their ideas. With so many rules and regulations, it can be even more challenging to get new ideas accepted and implemented. Often it's because of some long-standing, that's just the way it's always been done, thinking, or perhaps an aversion to taking any sort of risk. Those two attitudes can kill a discussion or idea generation before it's even begun. Today, we're going to look at an aid to conversation and culture that'll make daily communications flow better and show you a simple team-building exercise that can generate great camaraderie too. Introducing one of the strongest, most well-known and revered improv principles that not only makes magic happen on stage, but will help you connect with others and get ideas implemented more quickly. Yes, and. It's the basic tenet of improv and it can do great things for you in your day-to-day -day communications. Learning and adopting this attitude can change a person, a team, and a company. Often, people ask how the magic works in improv. And it's as simple as this. We agree with what we're given, and then we add a bit. It's magic. We create characters, scenes, and worlds by doing just that. On stage, if someone makes an offer, the other player says yes, with enthusiasm, and they add their next bit. And in truth, they don't always have to say the words yes and, just as long as they agree with what was offered, and they add on. Now, new players are usually coached to say the words each time until it becomes second nature, and you should too. For example, if player A offers player B, Captain, we've been hit by a torpedo, the other player will agree in words and actions that they are indeed the captain and they've been struck. There's no denial or search for better ideas. It's just what is. 
Player B now assumes an air of authority and begins ordering his fellow boatmen to get things in order. A bad example has player A offering a mind object saying, here, take this rifle. If player B says, that's not a rifle, it's a bouquet of flowers, our scene is dead in the water. Three people out of 100 chuckle because of the gotcha, but the players are left struggling with what to do next. It's not funny and it's not interesting. Now, yes and isn't how the ordinary, staid, and rigid world works. It's a learned skill and takes practice to get used to doing. In a moment, we'll look at two ways to use it in your days. Look, if you're a banker meeting with some coworkers and one says, maybe we could process paycheck protection loans through email and speed up the process. Respond with, yes, let's look into that. Let's do that now. Old banking would respond with, I don't know, regulations might not allow it. See, the first way looks for solutions. And the second way stops the creative process before it even starts. What to know about no to avoid obstacles. Usually, if you ask somebody something, the default answer is no. Now, people sometimes say no because they don't want to overcommit to something, they fear they'll be taken advantage of, or maybe they legitimately don't like the task or the person asking. In actuality, most often, people are saying no when they mean I haven't thought about it yet. For example, I used to work in a cubicle at Citibank. And one day I went to my neighbor Tom's cube to ask if he could help with a little bit of programming language. He was quickly, no, no. And then he stopped what he was doing. He turned around and he was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. He didn't mean the no. He just said it to buy some time until he could think about fitting it in. And people do this all the time. Most people say no when all they need is a moment to think about it. Sometimes people do have a hard no to some things based on their personality, their upbringing, and their preferences. No is a perfectly acceptable answer in those situations. It's not like if someone says, hey, let's steal this car. You should immediately agree with them. You have moral, legal, and personal reasons not to do some things. Cool. Keep to your principles. What we're talking about today is the all-too-easy quick no that pervades our language when really people just mean, I haven't thought it through yet. Marshall Silver is a speaker and a personal development guru. He said, you can never get more by saying no. You can hold your current position by saying no, but you can only move forward by saying yes. In the next video, we'll look at the possibilities that can be created with yes and. There's a most important something that you should know about the yes and technique. It doesn't mean, yes, I'll do exactly what you ask right now. It means, yes, I acknowledge your request, and let's look for options. While occasionally it could mean yes and right now, the intention here is not to get you a ton of more work to do. Yes means I hear you. I know you want that. The and part is thinking about and working through the options to help get that demand fulfilled. It's not the same as merely yes, which means I'll grant your request as requested. Right, I said that twice in slightly different ways because I want you to get the importance of that distinction. Once, between sessions of a multi-week workshop, a financial advisor that was a participant named Angela called me practically in tears. 
She said, I can't keep saying yes to things. My plate is overflowing. I've got so much to do now. And the problem was she was just saying yes to everything and taking it on. Now we talked for a while and it got her to see the difference between yes and yes and. Now she was much happier about it then. But even better, she called me back a few months after the workshops were over and she told me how great work was going now that she had learned to yes and things with her coworkers. She'd become far more agreeable and a go-to person. I sense concern from some leaders about over-promising things to customers. Look, you can just acknowledge a request and seek options without making some big commitment. Say, yeah, I got your request. Let's look for a solution that works for everyone and then dive into innovation mode. You'll have a happier customer that understands you want to work with them to improve the situation. And it's much better than someone walking away fuming about how you just wouldn't listen. Using yes and in your daily conversations. Now the goal here isn't to make you a pushover or an easy mark for people to dump their work and their problems on. Yes and just allows for conversation and creativity. People get along better when they're agreeable and the shared searching for options makes everyone feel included and empowered. For example, if my son comes to me and asks if I'll buy him a new video game console for 250 bucks, I can say, yeah, I see that you want that and let's think of some ways to make it happen. You could mow a bunch of lawns, we could ask if your grandmother will buy it, you can put it on your birthday list, and other options. And then he throws in some ideas about how we might get it too. You see, even if he walks away without that new console in hand, it's in his future. He's happy, he knows he's likely to get it in one of those ways. And more importantly to me, he liked talking with his dad and creating choices. If I just said no, he walks away thinking dad's a jerk, right? Another example, if someone asks you if you can take on a 10 hour project, you might say, yeah, my team can do that for you if next month is good. Or yeah, if you can get a budget allotment for it. Or yeah, I know that you need that done quickly. Let's call and see if Joe's team has some free cycles. Obviously, the answer is yes, if that's your expected job, if it's easy enough for you to fit it in, right? Yeah, please say yes to whatever you can without completely overburdening yourself. And when your first inclination is to say no, try this yes and approach instead. There's a subtly different answer than yes and that is a trap and can actually ruin your communications. Beware yes but. Yes but shows up very frequently in both business and personal conversations. On the surface, it seems like you're being kind and gentle by saying yes and then letting someone down with a reason. Truth is, you're being kind of mean by doing that. You're actually saying, yeah, but no. It's teasing and kind of taunting. Imagine you take an idea to your supervisor. You give all the details you've thought through and she's smiling and nodding as you talk. You feel like it's going really well. And when you're done, she goes, yeah, that's a great idea. And immediately you kind of puff up and you're a little happy. Your idea has merit, you look smart. And then you notice she's still talking but we have this other idea that we're already running with. And you're crestfallen. It seemed like such a good idea, but it won't happen. 
the yes, but got your hopes up and then dashed them to the ground. And it happens far more than you realize. Pay attention over the next few days. Watch the person given the idea carefully. When they hear the yes, they smile and look confident. And then the but comes and they just wilt a little bit. Obviously, I encourage a yes and here. Let's look for options and everyone leaves happy and empowered. But really, if you can't do that, at least just say no instead of getting their hopes up and then dropping them. A solid no is something people can deal with. People don't consciously realize it in the moment, but when they're hit with a yes but, their brain makes a little minus one notation in their mental record. And if you accumulate a large enough number of these minus ones, people will stop talking to you. They'll stop bringing you ideas. It closes the communication lines and the entire team and business can suffer because of it. From now on, avoid ever responding with yes, but. Now you try. Agree and add on to everything. Try it for a week. See if you can yes end every request that comes your way. You might just find that people enjoy talking with you more. You'll become more friendly, agreeable, and a creative problem solver. If you create a culture of yes end, people will communicate more freely and getting results will become an easy, natural thing that everybody just does automatically. You could hear this and say, nice idea, but not try it. And that's how most people listen to and read things. But you want to better yourself, right? Do you want to be more successful in your communications and your relationships and your whole life? Will you try to yes-end things this week?